Young and Prune. And welcome to Old and Dusty. I'm Anthony. I'm Ashley. And uh, we're going to talk about Doug season one, episode two, which uh, last week instead of, uh, or the difference with this week is that there's two stories in the one episode, whereas last week it was just the one story. So the first story is Doug can't dance. And the second story is Doug gets busted. So we decided to stick with Doug. Who knows if we'll watch the whole season, but you know, we're, we're with Doug funny for now. F-U-N-N-I-E, not we are F-U-N-N-Y. We're with funny. We we're stand with funny. With funny. That's right. Um, okay, so last week, Ashley, you described um, the episode, which, which, but we have two. So which one do you want to take? You want to take episode one or episode two, the synopsis? Um, let's do, <laughs> sorry, I was just laughing. Um, I'll, do, I'll do one. Okay. So the first story, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just funny to me. So, <laughs> what was me? <laughs> No, um, this, this the way the episode starts. Oh yeah. Uh, so basically, what happens is um, Doug is getting ready to go to the school dance, and uh, he's making his co- costume. It's a slug. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just so funny. And then he's like, "Yeah, I was about to run, uh, walk out the door, and then it hit me." And then Roger comes out of nowhere and slams the door, <laughs> hits him with the door. <laughs> like the first like five seconds of this episode <laughs> um uh anyway basically point is is roger tries to tell him hey you don't you've never danced before so you don't know how to dance so you shouldn't go dance with patty mayonnaise you should let me dance with her so then doug gets all self-conscious about it and um he runs in the skeeter and skeeter is like oh i could teach you how to dance so he tries to teach doug how to dance and then uh, he feels a little more confident or whatever, goes to the dance and uh, proud of Doug stood right up to Roger. Like he was just like, whatever, I got this. And they, he goes in there with Patty Mayonnaise and they go to dance or whatever. And he's actually doing a good job. He's having fun. And then uh, Roger comes through and uh, for some reason, he's dressed as a hammer. Mm-hmm. And he falls and his hammer falls on uh, Doug's foot. Mm-hmm. So he can't dance. So he's hopping around and he's all embarrassed and stuff because he's like, oh, my God, uh, everyone's going to laugh at me because my foot's broken. Uh, and then uh, Patty is like, oh, this is such a great dance. And they're all jumping around holding your foot. And it's actually really cute. Uh and yeah, he has a good time doing the new dance, except for the fact that at the end, he clearly has a cast on his, uh, his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was how that uh, story closed. Yes, yes. And the second story, um, Doug Gets Busted, um, it's the science fair and everyone has their different projects. And Doug makes the classic volcano, which then um, Roger says later, you know, there's some issue that's happening. And Roger's like, what was your fault? You know, the school had issues. There's fire, uh, you know, and it happened because of your 
your um, volcano. So Doug then has to go on the run. So Doug camps at school. Doug has an imagination where he is in like a, a, a whole, you know, jail uniform um, and he's hungry and all this. Um, but by the end of the episode, and this is a, a brief summary, by the end of the episode, we find out that Doug actually got second place um, for the volcano and for Pork Chop's hula dance. Um, so he went to the principal's office and, it, and they're all scared. They're like, ooh, principal's office. But he went to the principal's office because he got second place. He did not actually have um, any, he didn't make the school catch on fire. There weren't anything, any, not, none of that happened. It was just Roger being Roger. Um, so yeah, Roger's that, not a very nice person. No, Roger's... Roger, Roger needs a lot. Um, so those are the two episodes, Doug Can't Dance and Doug Gets Busted. Um, I guess we'll start, we'll do, you know, chronologically. So Doug Can't Dance first. Um, <laughs> what stood out to you from this episode? I mean, you already said it was, it, the opening was very funny to you, him writing in his journal and, and then, um, and that was the, the, I, the, the, what the first four notes I have is why was this man golfing in his front yard at night, Mr. Yep. Dink? Uh, yep. Why is he a bug for the dance? And then I was like a slug. And then when you see all the characters at the dance, you're like, oh, you're all just kind of weird, quote unquote, costumes. Costumes that as a kid, I would have thought were weird, you know? Um, and then uh, the third one. I forgot one was, what Patty was dressed as. The sunflower. She was a sunflower. A sunflower. That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> yeah. It, the flowers, the petals were around her head. And then, and then Dink, uh, Mr. Dink was dressed as a chicken. Yes. And she was the, Mrs. Dink was the wife of Wife a of a giant chicken. Yes. <laughs> and then my third note was Rogers got really bad, bad jokes, a bag of manure, because he was calling Doug. He's like, what are you, a bag of manure? I was like, this is, that was really bad. Jokes are bad. Yeah. And then my fourth one was what you had said. I said, who goes to somebody's house to bully them? And I put the crying <laughs> emoji because like he went, he went to, it's not like, oh, I ran into him in the hall or I had to, you know, he like went I found to his him. home. I'm going to pay you a home visit to bully you with bad jokes so so yeah those those I mean other things stood out but those are my first four notes um what else stood out for you in this episode Ashley? well I just want to stress okay I said the first five seconds but all right I I forgot he's writing in the journal first mm -hmm. and saying this is what happened and then goes into it mm -hmm. and it's literally him putting on his costume walking over to the door and then all of a sudden, Roger comes out of fucking nowhere, boom, it just slams the door open. Yes. It was like, hey, funny. And it's like, like, you're right. He made a house call. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, I can't wait till I see you in school. This needs to happen right now. This door is going to be the locker. Mm -hmm. Just pretend that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know why in this scene, he seemed taller than usual like for a moment there it was like it was like an adult was like mm -hmm. looking down at a toddler at mm -hmm. one point that was how ridiculous the height difference was yeah and i was just thinking to myself like is doug like really 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 like short or is is a uh, freaking roger roger and a giant like all legs just nothing but i mean like let's say like you know 30 percent torso and stuff mm -hmm. the rest of it just legs mm -hmm. 
Like he's, he's the mean jolly green giant. And well, <laughs> one of the things that I noticed too is the animation was slightly different. So I think the pilot um, and Patty also her shirt was slightly different. She had different a different pattern on her shirt. I think it was like flowers in in the first um, episode, and then. Um, I didn't write down what it was, but she it was different. Like it was like dots or something in this episode. And so mm. I think the pilot that was the one long 22 or 20 minute episode uh, was different. So the art style I also noticed was different. I don't know if you saw, it was like more squiggly, mm-hmm. you know, the lines were squigglier. Yeah, I and, noticed that as well. And Roger was taller and there were some other things. And so I think that like, this is, you know, I don't know if it was them finding their footing or what it was, but um it it was slightly different and I think it just had to do with probably the time between when the pilot was created or the first episode and the in the second episode um and then later you know like you said Roger was a um (laughs) I don't (laughs) I don't know if it clicked for you but Roger and his friends were all tools literally so I was not paying attention yeah so they were all tools and so like (laughs) we don't really that's not an insult we grew up using like oh that guy's a tool yeah but literally he and his friends were tools so it was it was showing like it was an adult joke showing like these dudes are losers right they're 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 tools um and and Roger was a hammer and said it's hammer time um but the fact that he's you know he's a fake hammer so I don't know how him falling hurt Doug's toe for real to where he needed a cast but I think he had a weight up there that's why he was so off balance I think he actually put something up there where um the head of the hammer would be mm, okay. I I think that was because he he couldn't walk for some yeah. reason the entire time it was a mess he was trying to grab ice at some point was slipping all over the place like yes yeah. Yeah. And everyone thought Doug was something else. Um, Skeeter called him Godzilla. Someone called him a sack of dirty socks. But Skeeter's was cool. Skeeter was like, I, I like the suggestion of Godzilla. But mm-hmm. everyone else was kind of, they, everyone, no one knew what Doug was. No one knew. Except for Patty. Except for Patty. See, I would like to apologize to whomever is listening to this. My dog Marshmallow is being incredibly needy even though I tried to make sure that he was comfortable before we started recording. So if you hear him grumbling, I am so sorry. Listen, you know, you may also hear Apple snoring. It's okay. This is life. Um, we record at home, uh, Ashley at her home, my, me at mine. So we are, we are not in the studio and the podcast is free. So sometimes you're going to hear a little dog snore, a little dog grumble. Uh, and the benefit is we don't have any advertising, so you get to just hear us, um, you know. Our wonderful voices, <laughs> absolutely wonderful voices. Yes, yes. If if you're listening and, and want to put a comment somewhere, you can let us know how much you love our voices, specifically Ashley's. It's wonderful. Um, we really do enjoy it. Uh, she's got a, uh, what did they say? You got a face for radio. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ashley does not have a face for radio. Neither do I. We're both cute. Um, we are both real young. cute. We real cute. Um, we are actually both young and pruned. Um, and one thing I was thinking about when we were writing the description of the podcast actually is that, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> while there is ageism in the, in the phrase, you know, young and pruned versus old and dusty, our podcast is not specifically only for the young and pruned, uh, in age, but the young and pruned in spirit, right? If you are someone who is young and pruned, 
listen to this because it will make and if you are old and dusty listen to it i mean you're already listening to it but it'll make you feel less old and dusty and not in age but in spirit yes um, yes i was just exactly thinking. that is the we want to get you to that point we're trying to get to that point ourselves and we're taking you along with us um we want to you know we don't want to be old or dusty you're going um, on a journey journey with us you know through doug and his slug slash Godzilla slash socks uh-huh. slash what else did they say? There's so many. There are a few <laughs> others, but the but the one that gets me, or not the one that gets me, but you bringing that up reminds me. So when Skeeter showed up, this is when he started. I think the honk honk. So he yep. says, "Yo, Doug, honk honk, what's up?" Which is really fun. But then later he says, "Everyone can dance. It's just moving around without Brown. going anywhere." Yep. Um, and then this man ends up in a pretzel. But I was like, I could see why we thought this man was black, which he is, because he's beatboxing to show how yep. to dance, and he becomes his pretzel. And and then at one at one point, you know, near the end, he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, dog, can you uh, just move this right here? Can you pull that?" Because <laughs> he's, right he's like a yeah, human yeah. pretzel. And, and then you think like that's gonna undo him from the pretzel, but instead, it's just so that he can walk, I believe, on his fingers like they're his tippy toes away. Yeah. Like, so I, I, he walks off camera out of frame, right? Um, to, I guess, eventually unpretzel because we see him later at the dance, right? Yeah. With um, a Skeeter Ice MC, right? Uh, and. But can we rewind for a second, though? Yes. Before, as he's tiptoeing off as a pretzel. Yes. And keep in mind, he's talking with his mouth muffled. Mm-hmm. He's like, like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, See you at the dance party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, how the fuck are you going to do anything when you're a pretzel? Yes. Because I, I just died. I was just, because he's just like, See you at the dance, dog. He made it work because then we get to the dance and yes. here's, he was, Doug was later called a prune. Um, that's one of the that's ones what I was. wrote down. Yeah. And I was, I wrote prune. I had three question marks because girl, where he didn't look like a prune. Um, everyone just was not very imaginative, but the dance song, I don't know if it, you heard it, but I, it sounded to me like another one bites the dust as like a instrumental or like ripoff. Um, oh my God. I wish. Well, I don't wish y'all could see this, but I do want you to know that Ashley just brought Marshmallow up. Her 15-year-old, uh, I always forget, they're toy poodles or miniature? Miniature poodles. Miniature poodles. Her 15-year-old, one of her two 15-year-old, 16-year-old uh, miniature poodles, she raised him up like Simba. Um, and because he adores her, he didn't do anything. He's just happy to get the attention. That's so. Marshmallow. That's just how he is. Um, yes. I'm so sorry. I was listening to you, though. We were talking about prunes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so then, D- so Skeeter is the DJ, which was, which was cute. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I love that. The actually. DJ at the dance. Um, and, uh, they were using albums. They were using, uh, albums, records, you know, um, vinyl. So that was mm-hmm. cute. That was fun. Um, and then I wrote, haha, his fantasy is him as Bobby Brown. Who was that Skeeter thinking? Who or was that? No, no, no. That was Doug. Doug. Oh, yeah. Doug had yeah. the parachute pants. Doug had the parachute pants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wanted to be Bobby Brown. Um, very much product of the 90s. Very fun. Um, but that was not what actually happened. Um, instead, you know, he was accused fine. He was dancing fine. He was what, doing the two-step a little bit. What got me though, Ashley, and this is going a little forward, but <laughs> Patty, she was dancing on her tiptoe. So it felt like like the, you know, the peanuts, um, the peanuts. 
yeah where they mm-hmm. it felt like that like the way that they dance and in, in, in yeah. that thing but it also but then she was just like tip toe tip toe tip. And, and she was like pigeon toed like so her legs were in and she was tiptoeing and she's like yeah it's fun <laughs> so but like i mean who can who can dance well it's different in this world of youtube and everything but back then the kids were not really dancing well in sixth grade so you I mean, know me dancing in sixth grade was literally me running around in circles and jumping that's how again, i dance come again i do not remember this oh yeah oh yeah when we would be in class uh or whatever and we would just have like you know like a pizza party day and yeah. they would play music and they move the chairs around like yeah i just i just jumped around a lot jump around jump 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 around that's great that is how i dance now actually it's great (laughs) um i didn't i didn't know that but it makes sense that i didn't know it because we were never in the same um uh we were in the same grade yeah Yeah, there's two grades apart so um we were never um I remember there was this one time because we, I mean, obviously went to the same school. Yeah. But we had different recesses. Yeah. And I remember there was one time uh, I saw you as we were um, changing or whatever, you know, you were going back to class. I was going to recess. Yeah. And I was excited to see you and I gave you a hug. Yeah. And the yard duty, uh, the woman was like, no touching, no touching. Oh, my God. And I said, but, uh, but, you know, they're my sibling. Yeah. And they're like, no touching. Oh my god. <laughs> she was kind of a bitch. Actually, she always they, was. They loved their whistles. They loved the fair. Um yeah. and thank you. That was really sweet. You said sibling. Um <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, you do always now, but you, you know, it would have been okay if you said brother for oh, yeah, that's I'm what going you said. back with um, you know, if I, it was is if I had quoted it, yes, it would be in like brackets. I love it. I love right? it. Right? That's how you do it, right? Respectful. I'm a college student. Can you tell? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I go to college. Um, I'm I'm smart. It makes I'm me so actually. Uh, <laughs> when you say I'm a college student, can you tell? It makes me think of LSP Lumpy Space Princess. I'm so smart. Like she doesn't. She when she hasn't gone to college, but she doesn't have to go to college because she's in the know. She just knows. She looks fresh to death. <laughs> Love LSP. Um, okay, that's so. pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I can't, I can't do it. Other things I noticed in this episode, um, Roger put his hands in the ice because he was like trying to have some prank. And I was like, that's nasty. And it's not untrue, kids. I remember even... I was I was in like fourth grade or fifth grade and I saw a kid, you know, we were raised to be very um, a lot of things. Right. But we were raised with a lot of um, discipline in terms of uh, not being disciplined, although that happened. But we were raised specifically like to like you wash your hands, you say thank you after after the bathroom. Right. You mm-hmm. say, please, all these things. And I remember like one of the first times I saw someone like come out of the bathroom, like he used the bathroom um, and then came out and didn't wash his hands. I was like, I remember looking at him just shook like. <laughs> He was just in the bathroom and then you know lo that behold, is horrifying that but that's the truth about life right that he is was horrifying just, he just started young but but most people i've in my experience most men do not wash their hands when they're coming out the bathroom but i've also heard in the women's bathroom sometimes it's not I mean, people people it's it's definitely not a gender thing it's just it's just like you said i mean we were raised i mean i suppose nowadays i feel like with the internet it's like how did you not know yeah, but I mean, 
you know, back before, then obviously it's how you're raised, you know, it's just like, oh, well, sorry, I was trying to think of the justification for why you wouldn't do this. I'm like, oh, I didn't touch anything, but you do have to touch something. So- well, and what, what grown men will say now, right, is like, well, I was just touching, you know, my dick, my penis. And, and so that like, it's like any other part of my body, which is just untrue. You know what I mean? We know it's untrue. So like, they, that's not a real thing. And generally, you also have to touch some part of the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but but especially if you're if you're at a urinal and you flush, um, your most urinals have the the lever near your like uh, eye or chest level, so mm-hmm. you often do have to touch it. If you're in a stall, you can use your foot and you know hit hit the little toilet. Uh, but you'd have to have a very high kick, and the other people in the men's room would look at you very strange if you try to hit that urinal with your foot. You know, <laughs> um, so you're probably touching that. But also, often the people who are not washing their hands, I imagine sometimes they're not also flushing after they go, which isn't the worst environmentally because them flushes take a lot of water, but uh, I'm not trying to pee into your pee, you know? So right. please, please do flush. Urinals um, are weird. Yeah, there's not really a reason. Because I I remember when I was like, I don't know, I was like really young. I was like 10 or something like that. Yeah. And I really had to use the bathroom and I was with dad. And well, no, I wasn't 10. I was younger than that. Sorry. Uh, anyway, he brought me into the men's room with yeah yeah and i'd never seen a men's room before yeah so i remember looking around and seeing a year uh uh, (laughs) again um yes (laughs) and i was like is that a sink i don't understand what that is I mean, if you've never seen one and you, even if you had a penis, right, I don't even know that you would know that that's where you go, you know, because I remember it being kind of foreign because you get potty trained with a toilet. We all get potty trained at home. It's typically with a toilet, you know, Um, I'm sure there's, there's many circumstances across the world where it's not always with a toilet, Um, but we were with a toilet. So then to go and see a urinal for the first time is weird. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. People that are listening, please wash your hands after you use the restroom. And don't say it's just because of COVID. I mean, you should have been done, did it? Yes. Yes. Really? Um, So back to the episode. Um, He was touching the ice with his bare hands. He was touching the ice with his bare hands. The other thing I noticed is there was an Easter egg. In the background, there was someone dressed as Quail Man. <gasps> Quail Man has what? not, yeah, if you go back oh, and man, watch at the dance, he's kind of in the back, I want to say to the back right. And it's like an early version, I think, of Quail Man. So Quail Man hasn't been introduced yet, but mm-hmm. we know Quail Man because we watched the show. So I was like, oh, that's really cute. Um, so that was like a that's little so Easter cool. egg. And then the other thing I wrote, you know, Patty, Patty made the, you know, he was dance, he was hopping because his, he got his foot hurt. But Patty, she she made it into the, what they called the slug hop. And so I wrote, Patty is that girl. And there's a sound going around on um, TikTok right now. And it's like, that's a black king right there. And so I wrote, that's a black queen right there. Because, <laughs> you know, she really, I wrote, she is that girl. She went from doing her little tippy toe dance, you know what I mean? And having fun and to, to making, everyone was doing the slug hop. Everyone was doing the slug hop, you know? And so then later when, when Doug was writing about it, you know, he had, he had his cast, but <laughs> he wrote, blessed are the, no. Four score and seven, no. No. <laughs> But I do remember being a kid. It was the best of times. It was no. 
Girl, you know, the thing about that, I don't know if you've ever read that book, the one it's from, um, I think, is that A Tale of Two Cities? Um, it was no, the best of times. Read. It was the worst of times. I We didn't read it. Neither of us read it, but we know it because uh, it was quoted in Hey Arnold. And I was saying to my friend the other time, uh, the other time, a few days ago, I was like, it was the worst of times. It was the worst of times because that is what <laughs> COVID and this pandemic and everything else happening in the world have been. There yeah. isn't, there hasn't been, there. we can make the best and we've, we've done the best we can right um to quote mariah carey um i'm gonna do the i'm gonna i'm gonna do the best i can with what i got um <laughs> she's like very uh i'll send you the video later i think she's very very toasty very tipsy at a party and she just like and then the music comes on dun, dun, <laughs> and it just it's great. But yeah, we've been doing the best we can with what we got, but it truly has been the worst of times, the worst of times. Um but yeah, with that, <laughs> I think that was most of my thoughts for the episode. It was cute too. At one point, um, Skeeter, you know, it's funny because it's a cartoon, but I'm thinking real life. Skeeter had Skeeter. Yeah, Skeeter. Um I started to question it because it's not a cousin Skeeter. And I was like, am I thinking of the wrong thing? But no, <laughs> it just was literally a cousin Skeeter. Uh, yeah, no, that's, a, that's then, a show, yeah. Yeah, and then there's Skeeter on this. But he had a pizza going round on the on the turntable, mm-hmm. which is really cute because he was eating from the, the pizza. All the, but in real life, I'm like, that would destroy a record player. The grease, the, uh, no. I, you know, you can do it. You can do it. If you took like an actual pizza tray and you actually cut it into the exact same shape, put a hole in it, mm. and just made sure that you had that on some parchment paper mm. and then you had it on the turntable, it would work. Mm. It would totally work. It would be safe. I mm. wouldn't do it, but you could do it. Mm. Mm. So it's a thing. It's a thing. I Doug knows what's up. I don't know if you heard that, but Apple, you know, you said, and she can't hear because we have headphones on, but Ashley said, Doug knows what's up. And Apple went. (gasps) (laughs) I love Apple. Um, Yeah. Speaking of dogs, I don't know why Marshmallow is deciding to take this time now that we're recording to be incredibly needy. I, he, he, I'm telling you, he was fine earlier and now it's nothing but him staring at me with these big black eyes that's fine all we need is your voice you don't your hands can be dedicated to marshmallow as long as you got your voice you know that is that is true that is true that is true um but i did i did want to back up to because i was very proud of doug yes yes because doug walked in to that dance yes and roger was like hey funny i thought i told you not to come to the dance (laughs) yes (laughs) almost (laughs) verbatim i think (laughs) and doug was like no roger i'm here with patty and we're going to the dance and he walked right in and i was like okay doug okay i see you you don't need to be quail man you don't need to be um uh oh why can't i remember what it was jack bandit oh yes yes. yeah like you you just good like yeah I was very, I, I think I clapped a little bit when I, when I saw that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's modeling, um, you know, and that's one of the great things cartoons can do, right? They can model bad behavior, but they can model really good behavior. Like, how do you stand up for yourself? And it was that simple, right? Like he, he stood up for himself and then Roger tried to get him back, of course, but then he ended up in this episode making a fool of himself. Um, he fell and then everyone was doing the slug hop, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was, you're right. That's a good point. 
um because he really did just stand up to because roger roger went to his house and was like um can you dance you know what i mean like he was like he was like yeah can you even dance and doug was like i mean kind of or i think so you know and then he like was convincing him that he can't dance you know so he really was doing a number on his head and as a kid you know most of us many of us let me say feel like we can't dance we can't do a lot of things um are self-conscious about it so all someone's just got to point it out or or say something about it and it just makes it so much worse so for him to say no i'm here with patty we're going to go, we're going to dance and we're going to have fun. It was great. Shout out to Doug. I love that for him. I love that for him. I do. Oh, and Porkchop was at the dance. That was cute. There are a lot of cute things. Wait, where was Porkchop? At the dance. I think, I think Porkchop was, because I wrote it after my sunflower note. I said, ah, Patty's a sunflower. And then ah, Porkchop is here. Uh, And then Roger and his friends are literal tools. So I don't know where Porkchop was during the dance, but when he arrived, when Doug arrived at the dance, Porkchop was with him. I mean, because Porkchop's with him. Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, if he's at the restaurant, of course he's going to be at the dance. You know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you have have any other thoughts on that that first uh, story? Uh, no, I think that that I think that covers it. Actually, um, it was it was a good. Technically, I mean that's like the first besides the pilot, so like the first short or story. Yeah. So I thought it was cute. Yeah, yeah. I, cute is a good word for it because I think I used cute like eight times. I was like, oh, that one's cute. Oh, that one's cute. Oh, was cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, so story two, Doug gets busted. Uh, this is when I noticed, I was like, oh, so there's a pattern because this also began with a picture of what happened um, and and then the after, you know, or what the, the, what happened the after and then we go back to the before. So you see him on the run, right, as a, as a fugitive and black and white stripes. Um, and then we find out that it's all rooted in the science fair. And that's what happened in the first episode. We saw him writing, you know. Um, and I think then, that's how all the episodes go. Yeah, and so that's the formula um but in the in the pilot it was slightly different they hadn't established that yet um i don't think right no yeah they hadn't um but in these ones it looks like that's the formula he, he it's like he's writing at the end of his day which also modeling good behavior if you you know many therapists will tell you journal every day or journal often it doesn't have to be every day and and recount the events of your day um so shout out to doug for showing us I remember as a kid too, I would see a lot of people journaling and I was like, I'm not journaling. And then I'd start and I'd journal for like a day or two and then I'd stop. And I'm still the same as an adult. I'm not great at, at, I haven't made it a habit to journal. Um, There've been times, periods of my life where I journaled pretty frequently, but it often falls off. But I know some people who have, you know, volumes of their own journals that they've kept. And I'm like, dang, like, I'm glad you do it because that's a dedication to self. And it also helps you work through a lot of your thoughts, right? Um, yeah. And feelings. And sometimes remember the better parts of the day rather than just the crappy parts. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, out, I mean, he's out here journaling. I, I, I was journaling pretty well um, when I first got diagnosed because um, I had bipolar disorder. And, uh, when I first got diagnosed with that, that's when I started like going like ham on all the stuff you're supposed to do to mm-hmm. be healthy and stuff like that. And journaling was one thing that I did do. Uh, and then I just completely fell off on it. Um, uh, I think, uh, cause I used to just be able to just like do it on my phone real quick. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be on my lunch break or something and I would be doing it, but, uh, I think now because of the pandemic and stuff, cause there's not a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't been in the habit of actually journaling the way it was, but it's really great when I want to look back at what was happening. I'm so sorry. I imagine that the mic picked that up. She's on her back doing the thing dogs do when they get bored, you know, (laughs) and rolling around. Yeah. And she's going, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I see her Her, her tails Um, wagging. That's actually Um, less annoying than what Cookie and Marshmallow are doing right now, which is uh, I I'm shocked that you can't hear it. It's this very high pitch whine that is just obnoxious. It's it is, and it's we're not talking cabaret, Cabern- cabernet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink wine. It's a cabaret. We're not talking cabernet. I knew you were going to correct yourself. So I was like, okay. <laughs> we're um, not talking merlot. Your <laughs> Syrah. Um. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's 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 great to be able to be like, oh, okay, well, what was going on in my life, you know, yeah. a couple of years ago? And then you can look and you can see exactly what was like, what your mindset was. Yeah. And, and it's really, honestly, what I really love about journaling is you can look at where you were and compare it to where you are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there's sometimes like you go back far enough, you're kind of like, I don't even recognize this person, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, good on Doug for for doing that. What I would say is uh, the way that the episode started though was one really good like cliffhanger uh, because like Anthony was saying, you know, uh, Doug has the the garb, you know, the the black and white mm-hmm. like old school like prison garb, and mm-hmm. he's like running like running through a swamp, and mm-hmm. like dogs are chasing him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like what the heck is happening, and then and then it just ends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i was like oh don't do that (laughs) that's not nice well it was nice though because i you know i i don't want no kids on the run and you know and in prison garb i'm glad that it was just a school science fair you know um and they had um it may reminded me of of little shop of horrors except that the the because in in the uh, science fair there was a venus flytrap that was singing, yeah i saw that, that they taught how to sing <laughs> but this one instead of you know singing like more uh jazz because feed me seymour feed me he sings you know that's a black man um <laughs> but so and he sings like a, a deeper thing this one was singing opera um if mm-hmm. i recall so that was cute but yeah. then the one that got me was after that it was this girl who was saying that trees cause more pollution than her dad's factory <laughs> oh my god i forgot about her like when this episode like because because obviously we're starting from you know the beginning for the pilot yeah, and it's yeah. like I completely forgot about all these characters. I'm trying to remember what her name was. Oh, I don't remember her name. Uh, but she, I remember her being amazing because her yeah, because her dad. Is One the of them was named BB. Was that BB? Okay, yeah, I think that's BB. So um, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just it was bringing back memories when I saw them because they're all just ridiculous uh, caricatures. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then Mr. Bone, who is the assistant principal. I um, forgot about him too. I was like, me too. This guy. So he had a rule his book. voice. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> and he had a rule book and a fire hydrant. Um, and the fire hydrant was to put out a huge firecracker that Roger got. And I'm like, how does this, this man must be a man. This is not a child because how do you get a firecracker that big? And then you get it into the science fair and no one stops you. Like that's, and this is truly a white man because imagine one of our black asses walking in there with a firecracker that big. Yeah. But then I looked up his voice, right? And it was Doug Priest, P-R-E-I-S. Why does Um, it sound familiar? 
Well, so I'm about to tell you. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so he he played Prince. This is the, there's a whole name. Assistant Principal Lamar Bone, um, which I was like, wow, okay. He went on to do 52 episodes of the original Doug and 65 episodes of Disney's Doug, playing mm-hmm. Bone, Mr. Funny, and other male voices. So he did a lot, and I was like, oh, they had like a real ensemble cast, you know, like where it wasn't just like there wasn't one actor playing this one character. Obviously, for Doug, it's that, but for other characters actors play many but then you may remember his name because and i don't know if you remember how much you watched thundercats but he was aluro um and he did some other stuff too but the only one that i really recognized um, was was thundercats Thundercats. he was what a a l l u r o aluro was that the um it would the be cat a, thing? a hero the, i imagine what they're uh, all cats but it's like lionel that guy Oh, probably. I didn't look up who Aluro was. He was like, he had like a bunch of arms and he was always like whining and he was always scared of things. That would make sense. Ah, yeah. Oh, Thundercats is the greatest. I haven't seen it in so long. I haven't either. Um, That's the greatest theme song ever. Well, okay, DuckTales. Oh no, it looks like Aluro was an evil one. Um, Oh, okay. So I'll think of the other guy. Yeah, what? (laughs) Not Lunatack. Um, Allura was one of the members of the evil lunatics of the moons of Pl- Plundar, um, <laughs> a towering figure with a sinister yet soft voice. Allura is the lunatics resident master of mind control, making him one of the most difficult foes that the Thundercats have faced. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's later because first they were fighting Mumra. Mumra, I do remember. I don't remember. Yeah, because I don't. Them. I think because later on they fight the other guy. So. Yes. So uh, the principal, assistant principal came in and with the fire hydrant, which was like, because it wasn't really a fire. Um, It was just Roger had lit the fire cracker and that was his, um, that was his, his science project. For sure. Which I I guess there is a, a, there is a research question to be asked there of like how, like I said, how did that, that, that man get that, that firecracker, but he did it. He did. It was like it was like the size of the jawbreakers in Ed, Ed and Eddie, like the big ones, you know. Yeah, huge. yeah, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's huge. And then and then he lit it, and then tried to leave. Like he unattended, was really like, unattended. <laughs> he's just he's just like, all right, this is my science project. Just just freaking lit it and was like, all right, later, guys. Mm-hmm. Giant freaking um firecracker just for you guys. Yes, yes. Um, and then so I wrote <laughs> I wrote love this representation of payphone. Who was on the payphone? Who called on the phone? Do you remember? Uh it was one of Roger's friends. Okay. I think okay. it was the guy that looks like a carrot. Yeah, now so I watched watching this. I remember you said that, and I was like, okay, I see him. And then at one point, Doug, I think, said Roger, Ned, and Willie. So we have names, but I was like, aren't there four of them? And it sounded like he skipped a name because there's Roger, the main one, and then there are two other ones. And he only said or th- three other ones, but he only said Ned and Willie. So I don't know who the other one is. But what yeah. I do know is Roger knows how to displace blame. Roger, Roger's never going to get in trouble for something he did because he's always going to put it on somebody else. Always. You know, um, uh i just want to back up real quick back us up um in the very beginning of the episode uh patty goes up to doug and was like oh well how does your (laughs) how does your um volcano volcano work and he said uh uh because i love you (laughs) (laughs) she did and she went huh (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he he actually answered it after that, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think Roger came out of nowhere. But yeah, I think what Roger is is the example of the of the kind of um the kind of bully that isn't physically abusive. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's constantly like like you're saying, like um putting the blame on Doug. And before he even put the blame on Doug, actually went up to him and got into him is like, hey this is your fault. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Yes, it is because this, 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 that, and the other. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it is my fault. Mm-hmm. Like just playing him. Yes. Um, which is, which is sad because you could tell that Doug is just a very naive kid. Which I think both of us were too. I was very gullible because I, I just am. like, <laughs> yeah, because we just, the thing is you want what somebody is telling you to be true like why like a lot of the times it's like why would you lie you know like what what are you lying for so when when roger was telling him about the nematode in the pilot like of course he would believe it like he's new to the town you know like he's trying to be open he tells him about a nematode so he's gonna go find that nematode yeah and then also he's kind of like scared and embarrassed because Mm -hmm. you know he got that catch-up on his shoes so Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta take all that into account but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I I definitely am that kind of person who's just, because I just want to see, you know, I'm I'm a freaking double Pisces. I just want to see the best in everybody. You're watery. That's just, that's just my yeah. thing. Like, like it, it takes a lot for me to kind of take a step back and go, oh no no no, you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I will I will I will sit down and listen to a sob story. Yeah. I will. Yeah. And believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Every <Yes>. time. <laughs> and there's there's a beauty in that, right? Like we need we need people who are not so disillusioned or so jaded or so cynical. Um, like I can be sometimes, right? We we need that. The issue is that what happens is this world can be a very dark place. And so people take advantage, right? Um, of people who are so um, open-hearted. And so then you get hurt, right? Um, and uh, sometimes like not just emotionally. So like, that's the crappy thing. And, and you know, like our, our girl on Scam Goddess talks about sometimes you get scammed, you know? Sometimes you get scammed because I mean, they can tell you an easy mean. mark. Yes, the despo meter is high. It's high. It's high. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Roger's a Roger is an a hole. Well, I have that note like three times in here. Why is Roger so big? Why is Roger so big? This guy is like a high schooler in an elementary school. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. I mean, I remember in my middle school, there was a kid who like had gotten held back a grade. At least that's what I remember. Maybe it was a rumor, but he was a bigger kid. And he was also the kid who like in sex ed would like make a joke, like, you know, like some some immature joke and people would laugh at. And I remember thinking like, (laughs) we're thinking like, what are you doing here, bro? Like, you know, like, cause he just was like (laughs) older, you know? And at that age, it's such a adolescence and puberty in middle school, like, the difference between seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade is very big. And the middle school we went to, it was only seventh and eighth. I know some are seventh, eighth, ninth, some are sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever. But yeah, but it, it's a big difference developmentally, like as socially, obviously, as, as kids, you see a big difference. Like, oh, those are the eighth graders, or those are the ninth graders, high schoolers, whatever. But developmentally, it's also a, a you know, they're 
puberty is just a long process and you go through a lot of changes and it feels like middle school. And I, I think they're supposed to be in grade school, right? We found out last week, but yeah. um, but elementary school. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And <laughs> the funny thing is, have we ever talked about this? In elementary school, kids, you know, you're saying you would like run and, and jump around, but for real, everyone in middle, elementary school would run, right? You'd like run wherever you needed to go and you were just very young. And then you get yeah. to middle school and like seventh grade, you might want to run and then you realize, oh no, that's not cool. We walk here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like we don't run you don't run like a little kid um, well see i hated that people be walking so slow yes with all their friends in a in a line yes. walking the entire like you know pathway hallway like because you know i would be trying to get to class as soon as possible which is funny because you didn't even want to be in class <laughs> well i but wanted you- to get I wanted to get there yes. so I could put my iPod on mm. and listen to music and maybe mm. read a book until the passing period was over. Mm. Or yeah. maybe I was behind on something and I needed to hurry up and do some homework. I don't know. Yes. It depends. Um, now we're on to the part of the episode where um, we see Mr. Dink again um, and his car alarm goes off uh, mm-hmm. and he, and then this is where we get his like catchphrase it's very expensive um, because everything yep. that that man owns is very expensive. But this is also when I noticed that the wife, her name is Tippy, right? She oh. drove the car in the last episode um, when he was the, the chicken, right? And this is in the 90s. So at that time, you know, still gender roles were even more like even worse than they are now. They're being broken down in a lot of ways, but also not. But so for her to be driving the car and then in this episode, she was mowing the lawn. I, I said, noticed that too. I said, housewife, where? Housewife, when because it you know, seems like she's, she's doing like, what needs to be done she is like um she has like a caretaker role she's like taking care of, of mr dink as if like he's unable to do things himself yes he's so busy buying all this very expensive mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that you know she's got to drive him here she's got to make sure um hold on <laughs> i just remembered her uh, in the in the first story, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, when they were setting up for the party, mm-hmm. she was grabbing the ice individually, each cube, and putting it into a thing, <laughs> and then grabbed it individually, just kept doing that over and over again. And I was like, why is she doing this? I don't understand. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> yeah, she was a chaperone at the dance, and I don't know why she was doing that. One by one. And it's funny that we were just talking about, you know, touching ice with your bare hands. She wasn't. She was using tongs. Do you want to be on the mic, Miss Thing? (laughs) She's over here, like, (laughs) doing the most. Um, (laughs) I realized, too, for the listeners, I don't know if we we described, like, I gave a very short synopsis. But at this point in the episode, Doug is afraid that he's going to get in trouble for Roger's firecracker. That's right, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. So... So basically what happened was the episode starts, they have the fair, uh, Roger lights the thing, he yeah. thinks he's going to get in trouble, goes and talks to Doug and convinces him it's his fault. Yes. So he dips. Yes. And um, at that point, he's like, oh, I got to go on the lamb. And yes. then he accidentally runs into Mr. Dink. Yes. And then yeah. Judy reappears, slash appears for the first time since the, the pilot. And uh, he wants to borrow a mustache to be on the run. Um, and I'm looking at a room. I was like, oh, that's a very 
you know, girly uh, quote room. Um, it's all pink and stuff. And then he's in <laughs> finding out the, the, what do you call it? Like finding his costume from her stuff. He, um, he calls, he's like, wanna Jack Bandit. Bandits. That's what he calls himself. But yeah. it, he, it was like, he was a mix of Indiana Jones because of the sound, the rope that he had. And then this hat that he was wearing and then tuxedo mask. mask. <laughs> he had, you saw it too, right? Yeah. He had the rose and he had the cape. I was like, this is, this is, tuxedo jones this is indiana mask <laughs> well what i liked too was um he went into judy's room without her permission and just started going through her stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and judy came in and she was like what are you doing going through my stuff and he's like oh i'm trying to find a costume mm-hmm. she's like oh well, why don't you go ahead and look through everything else and i was yes. like that's sarcasm it's <laughs> dramatic <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yes. like she was still like, oh, well, let me help you complete your costume. Yes. But still very nice, supportive sister. Not like, not like Dexter and Dee Dee. Yes. <laughs> Buttonheads kind of deal. So. Well, and then uh, he goes to say bye to his parents in the middle <laughs> of the night. And, and they say, that's nice, Doug. Just don't wake your sister. <laughs> and above their bed, they have photos of Doug, Judy, and Porkchop, which was really, really cute. Um, so we have Jack Bandit, right? Uh, and then Porkchop doesn't get a nickname. Um, but now he's on the lamb. And then he, he pitches a tent, which I was like, wow, I still don't know how to do that at 32. So shout out to you. He pitches a tent and he builds a fire. But it's a few like yards maybe from the lunch tables. That was- took me out. I was like, wait, Anthony, Ashley, like you're just out here. Like no one, none of the school administrators, the janitor, the hold on, hold on. No one is like, who's this kid? What's happening? Let's let's, here's the deal. Like Anthony's right. In the next scene, Doug's pitched a tent and he's there and it kind of keeps going. It's like, oh, I'm getting bored. And it like gets darker and lighter. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he just pushes the bushes back Mm -hmm. and they're literally having lunch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) And then, and then you see that? Skeeter, who he calls Skeet, which was funny to me because, like, not because all Skeet Skeet, but because, like, because Skeeter is already a nickname, <laughs> you know what I mean, from the family. Um, mosquito. Mosquito. It's a family name, right? So then he shortened it to Skeet. But uh-huh. then Skeeter says, cool outfit, natural fibers, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Because cool. I think of the bushes, is that why? Um, but, well, but tell me why maybe you notice it but doug was like oh are you gonna eat that whole sandwich and then skeeter is like oh and splits it in half and the mm-hmm. sandwich gets bigger yes and then it did he gives get bigger. it to doug and doug splits it in half and gives it to pork chop and the sandwich gets bigger yes yes how i did notice that but what i what i really loved about it is i wrote uh the sandwich bit is cute skeeter doesn't didn't hesitate to share half and then doug gave half to pork chop like i thought that was really sweet oh, but yeah, the 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 fact that it got bigger was odd um but then <laughs> doug was like yo do you want to go with me and and <laughs> Skeeter said, uh, he was like, well, I'll, I'll read my note. I wrote, he was like, would you be on the run or go to jail? You know, like, what would you do? You know, and then nigga said, I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> like, he, was like, he was like, that's not an option for me. You know what I mean? Like, be on the run or go to jail. Those are not options on my tap, like on my calendar. Uh, that's not in my atmosphere, in my stratosphere. I'm going to be an astronaut. So good luck with that funny. Um and then he's Skeeter's got great. 
Yes. And he's got no allowance and he's running. And he says, prison's got to be less strenuous. And I'm like, oh, buddy. Oof. Oof. I, that's what I love is like, what was it? Um, I wrote, he made prison sound good. Like he really yes. was like, well, you know, you have a bed to sleep in. You have, uh, you know, meals to pay meal. for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you don't have to pick what to wear or something like that i was like okay doug Mm-mm. okay sure yes. and yeah. so now we get to the the hallway scene where there's a bulletin board in the background that just says stuff <laughs> and then one of the posters <laughs> says save the tuna and then doug has that old school like you know i'm going to the big house kind of talk he says i'm going up the river for a while you know that like mm-hmm. that's the I'm, I'm going to to jail um and patty's like Girl, what are you talking, talking about? about? Um, and then this is the episode two. I noticed her design. Uh, I noticed her leg, her socks look like leg warmers because um, they're baggy, you know? And I was like, oh, she's like, you know, she's given a little jazzercise. Um, and I also was looking around the hallway there and I was like, there's a lot of different hairstyles because right after that, this is the, the end of the episode, right? So then mm-hmm. it becomes the ooh and then he gets the second place for the volcano. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> he was telling her, he's like, I gotta go, you know? And she just was like, I don't. Don't understand what you're talking about you know um and but she was so polite about it that's what i love about her character yes this is just like doug what are you talking about <laughs> not like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like no yes she just is like i want to figure out what's going on with you yes let's let's talk about what's going on in your mind here <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was the my thoughts on the episode. Although I will say after the episode, so I looked up the dude who who was assistant principal, uh, Lamar Bone, but I also looked up Doug's voice, Billy West, and I realized actually he voiced Fry. Um, he also did Ren and Stimpy, Space Jam, and a lot of other shows. But I was like, I can hear it now, and I was like shook that I didn't hear it before. Oh my god! You can hear it right if you That's hear Fry. Doug's voice. Like he he he's a good That's voice actor. Philip J. Fry. That's right from Futurama. So I was like, oh wow. Um, the voice acting world can be very small. You it, know? Yeah, it is. It and really is. Because the thing is, I think like many jobs, if they like working with you and you do a good job, you know, they'll they'll hire you again. And so then you get the same people who doing different voices. And he did a good job for Doug. He sounded like a kid, you know, and then for Fry, he sounded like a uh, uh, an idiot. Sorry. Oh <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Um, a very oblivious uh good natured person (laughs) i love fry so much fry is very um fry doesn't contribute a lot to the world but (laughs) but you know what though he he, he set up planet express though that was all him did he yeah him uh because because he runs into he gets into the future and then he runs into bender yeah almost dies because they went into a suicide booth yes yeah 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 (laughs) And then he looks up, um, he looks up his closest family member and he's like, I remember there's an episode where um, uh, he was like, oh my God, yeah, he's crazy. And he's talking about Professor Farnsworth and Farnsworth is like, don't listen to him. He's my uncle from 200 years in the past. that 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 relationship the fact that fry was his uncle that reminds me when i was younger i was so confused that people could have uncles who were younger than them i like didn't understand how that worked because all of our uncles and aunts were older and 
And so then I, when I learned, you know, like it just, I couldn't, the math was not mathing, right? I was like, how are you the nephew or the niece older than your uncle? But it makes sense, right? Because like in our case, there's the three of us. And then 13 years later, you know, um, our, our youngest was born, right. um, our youngest sibling was born. And so like, if one of us had, we were too young, but say we were older. If one of us had had a kid by then, the youngest would have been a younger uncle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, I didn't understand that concept. I just was like, cause I, I just was like, your uncles and your aunts are older than you. How do you have like a younger uncle? Yeah, that is a, that is a very interesting case, I guess is what I will say it, for that to actually happen. But it does, you know what I mean? It of does course, happen. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I just remember being confused by that. I was also always confused. I'm not confused by that anymore, but I am still confused. And I guess I could just Google this when people are like, yeah, that's my cousin once removed or twice removed. What does that mean? I've never understood that. I've never understood that. Does that mean like they, I, they were your cousin because of marriage and then they got divorced once like what's once removed. I just, I'll have to Google it. Yeah. That's definitely something that needs to be answered because I always thought that somebody literally cut them out of the family twice and then let them back in at some point. Like, I, I mean, what else does it mean? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I do not know. Oh, oh, I forgot. Um, so we didn't mention that pork chop uh, during the science experiment mm-hmm. is in a, um, uh, darn it, what is it called? Uh, the, the hula skirt. Mm-hmm. Skirt. Hula skirt. Mm-hmm. And he has a ukulele mm-hmm. and he's playing mm-hmm. the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just, let me just remind you. Porkchop is a dog. That's correct. He is a canine mm-hmm. and he is playing a ukulele. Mm-hmm. Now, Anthony, mm-hmm. tell me how that works. Okay. Well now see. First of all, it is a cartoon, but second of all, I just posted, you're not on Instagram much, but I posted on Apple's Instagram. I am one of those pet people, you know, but people love Apple. So it's nice. Like it's, you know, people like seeing photos, but our Instagram's aunt and Apple. Um, and I posted a TikTok of this dog, this bulldog, actually, that learned how to skateboard and knows how to stop. And so they'll go on like a oh, long I've seen that before. Yeah. And to me, but that's like, obviously it's not, it's not the same as playing an instrument, but I, I wouldn't have thought like a dog would, would have enough, um, I guess, dexterity, uh, I guess like, you know, wherewithal to be able to not just skateboard, but to get like, and not just get off the skateboard when they're about to hit something, but to be able to get off and have one paw on so that they could stop it right before mm-hmm. they hit something and still then like get up and go again to skateboard. So when I saw that, I was like, dang, so who knows, you know? Um, well, doesn't I, can, have... I can tell you, I can tell you as somebody who kind of sort of plays guitar, mm-hmm. that is impossible. Believe me, I, mean, I tried to get Cookie to do it. He just, it doesn't work. Not I tried to get Cookie to do it. You know, the claws are really good. He doesn't need a pick. But as far as hitting those, the fretboard, you know, he just couldn't do I tried. Well, the thing about that is that even if Cookie could do it, Cookie would not. <laughs> Cookie's not the type of dog to want to play the guitar. He's not. He's not. You're right. He can play piano. We've done that. It works. Yes. Until yes. he gets upset with me. Yeah. When he gets upset with me, then, you know, he just will sit there 
and refused to let me grab his arms anymore. It's very rude of him, mm. you know, mm. actually. Mm. Um, but my gosh, dogs are amazing. You can, I mean, if you have the patience, you can teach them to do pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, I mean, some dogs are easier to train the others. Uh, Cookie actually likes learning new things. Yeah. So, I mean, the dude's like 15 years old and I taught him how to roll over. Yeah. He, he didn't know how to do that before, but um, he actually, uh, just anyone who's listening, if you have dogs, clean their teeth, brush their mm-hmm. teeth, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because I had to spend three grand getting Cookie's teeth removed uh, because they were all, all rotted, falling out. It was bad. Yeah, so. a lot of people do not brush their dog's teeth. And if they have kibble, um, that can help keep uh, with plaque. Um, it can help remove some of the plaque, but it's not enough. You still need to brush. Um, there's a there's so much that goes into being a pet parent, or if you prefer owning a, a dog, um, that folks don't know until they've had a pet themselves, but also like as an adult, because with you, right, you got your dogs when you're like 15 and Mm -hmm. most 15 year olds and most adults aren't really even brushing their, their dog's teeth. You know what I mean? There are some, there are some like families uh, often white, but not exclusively who, who really, really love their, their pets, like kids. Right. And so they're Mm -hmm. doing all of that, but it's not the norm where like everyone I know, if I ask them who has pets, like, Hey, have you brushed your dog's teeth or how often do you like, that's not a thing that always happens because ultimately the dog doesn't really enjoy it, you know? And so then Mm -hmm. we don't usually enjoy it, but it needs to get done because they have teeth just like us and and they get plaque and then the plaque and and bacteria that can build up to cavities and decay and other things so it's um you some dogs need insulin apple had cancer you know what i mean like it which i'm like this world is wild because i don't imagine I don't know. I don't imagine that when dogs pre-domestication, like when they were wolves, right, they were dealing with the same health problems. They were dealing with some of them, but I don't know that cancer was occurring in them. But the way that carcinogens just exist in this world, right, mm-hmm. um, they're getting cancer just like we are. You know what I mean? Uh, they're yeah. having diabetic issues just like we are. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say that animals in the wild don't. I just don't know about it. But I, but I, what I can say is that I think that the domestication of animals and and what's happened with that has also meant that we have uh, exposed them to higher levels of of <laughs> can you hear them yeah in the background <laughs> i'm so um, sorry <laughs> but higher I just, levels <laughs> i don't know i mean they're getting more and more bold it's cool we we finished both episodes so we could we could wrap it up soon um <laughs> are there any other thoughts on either the episodes on well, your world what i, I was saying the whole time you were talking about dogs and diseases and stuff like that as i was thinking did you ever play well i'm asking like i played it <laughs> did you ever play tokyo Jun- jungle no Mm-mm. basically it's this game where it's like some crazy uh, extinction event happened. Humans are gone. It's just a bunch of animals, dogs mainly. Yeah. So you basically play as dogs, like, oh, I'm playing as a wiener dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're running around this world and you're trying to kill things to eat, to get, you know, puppies to make you, like, you would, um, you would have puppies and those puppies would become your extra lives. 
Oh my god, that it's a really good, great morbid, game. It also though. has a fantastic soundtrack. That's but, morbid, yeah. Like hmm? the the <laughs> you have puppies, you have children, you have offspring that <laughs> you have extra life. So if you die, you got one of them puppies. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> It's it's called um, it's called okay fine 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 you win you win come um <laughs> well anyway I, I was I'm thinking so glad. about that game <laughs> I'm so glad this podcast is free because <laughs> you're gonna have to hear us dealing with these dogs and and like they I said they are part of the podcast deal yes they're part of our lives they're part of the podcast you know uh, actually sorry to interrupt my neighbor yeah, go, saw me go. today and saw me coming back from hanging out with a friend and he was like this I've been in, in in this current apartment for over two years and he's like this is the first time I've seen you without that dog <laughs> Because I always have her, even when I'm going out, like I'll, I'll often go to the post office or whatever, and I bring her. So he truly didn't know me without the dog. But okay, so the game you were saying. Oh, well, I, I was bringing it up because I just imagine because you're like, oh, yeah, you know, wolves in, in the wild probably handle this kind of stuff better. But I always just imagine myself. What would it be like if Cookie and Marshmallow were running around the world? Yeah. Nobody to brush them. Oh yeah. Nobody to take care of them. Yeah. Nobody yeah. to give them food. Nobody yeah. to clip their paw, <laughs> their claws. Mm-hmm. Just like none of that. Well, and that's, what happens to them? That's that's a thing though, right? Because that's now that's post domestication, right? And that's not like I was saying. Like when they're wolves, I'm sure they dealt with other stuff. And and as a, a wild animal, sometimes you just die, right? They may have tooth decay. It may lead to you know something else, like a because it can go to your brain. It can become abscess, go to your brain. You can whatever. Um, but but yeah, if the way that humans have set up dogs now, so many dogs would be screwed. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that happens when you take a dog to a groomer is sometimes they'll express their anal glands right and you're the one who taught me about this first Ashley you know but um that's I'm like in nature is there a way for them to I know they wipe their butts but I don't think that expresses their anal glands so like there's certain things that there's certain things that are are more cosmetic right um and uh we do because we want to or because it helps them um because ultimately for example their fur it would just be matted and that would be okay you know it wouldn't, no, it be, wouldn't be okay because that actually causes blood clots if it gets really bad that's their what i'm saying matted hair yeah because um if, if it gets really 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 bad i yeah. mean that's that's compressing um you know the skin in such a way and like if you have a knot in like one spot just imagine Imagine taking your piece of your hair and twisting it and twisting it and twisting it and twisting it and see what that feels like. I mean, mm. I'm not saying like, oh, you got twist. No, I mean tighter and tighter. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's it's bad. Like that. that's why um that's why uh they'll, they'll you know if they, they get really mad at it, they'll just yeah. shave your dog. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. one, it's inhumane to brush them out, and two, you know, it's it's for health reasons. Yeah. So um that's why you know having these guys having long hair yeah because brushing them is so much work oh my god and marshmallow's hair i don't know what like he sweats a lot or something but it gets matted Mm. anthony i brushed him i brushed marshmallow for two for like a like almost an hour and then i washed him Mm -hmm. and then i dried him and then i brushed him again he had knots again Mm. like oh oh my god such is life but um i'm sorry pork chop is a great dog (laughs) (laughs) 
he's he's a really he's a very supportive he's always with doug you know mm-hmm. he's got doug's back yeah throughout all these episodes he play he can play ukulele yes that's how we got here ukulele i forgot um ukulele i will full, say too full what one of uh, the things my therapist has said to me um has been uh one of the you know things i'm working on is is accepting love right accepting that i'm worthy of love and not just love in general because i've been loved and i've accepted it but like really accepting like the type of love that i deserve like i deserve to be loved fully i deserve to be loved in the ways that i want to and one of the things you're saying is like you know you have good relationships with friends uh and you have a relationship with apple where she loves you and yes, you take care of her, but she also takes care of you and she gives you a lot of love. And he was like, so there's the potential for you to be loved and love, you know, because you can see it in your relationship with her. Um, And I was like, that's very nice because, you know, one thing you said to me, Ashley, when I, it had been a few months or a year or something after I adopted Apple, you're like, you seem a lot happier, you know? And I was because like I had uh, uh, I, the companionship of her that's just like so beautiful. It's just so like, you know, we'd be complaining about our dogs because they could, all three of them could be pains in our asses, a hundred percent. Like Apple yesterday, I felt like such an embarrassed parent because she saw a dog across the street and I was like, and usually she's, she's pretty good at just not engaging at this point. Right. Because mm-hmm. she's had a history of, of, for the folks listening, she's had a history of not always being friendly with other dogs. Um, and sometimes the other dogs that are not friendly with her, it's not always her as, as the aggressor in the situation. But so I just tell people she's not friendly. We don't engage in public most of the time, unless like there's a specific setting. Right. But Apple will generally like, she'll like continue on. She gets excited, but she'll continue on this time. She wanted to look at the dog. And I, and so she like did that thing where they lay down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they lay back. And so all of their weight is back so that, it, you know, they, you got to either pick them up or, or like, that's about it. You got to pick them up. And she was doing that. I was like, Apple, no. And she was looking at me and I was like, no. And, and I ended up um, <laughs> pulling her and like her, her, what do you call it? I pulled her like, not like uh, not roughly, you know, but I pulled her, um, and her harness, like came basically up to her like armpits, you know what I mean? (laughs) She wasn't moving. Usually her harness, like it would just come along with her, but she didn't want to move. And what I've done in the past, people always look at me strange is I've like scooped her up from below. I'll pick her up because I'm like, I don't have time to deal with this. And like, I'm not going to hit you because that doesn't work. Right. And I, and she doesn't, she's very food motivated, but if she's so enamored by another dog or something else, that's not going to, it doesn't do it. Me showing her a snack. I could put it literally right next to her nostrils and she'll still like, she might bite it real quick or whatever but then she's gonna go back to what she was doing so I was mad embarrassed because I was just like she just like dropped down you know and I was like girl you're usually so good (laughs) um but I say all that to say that they can they can drive us up a wall especially cookie you know honestly it's more of a marshmallow thing lately his lateness lately yeah the fact that cookie has peed on any and peed or destroyed anything that you love (laughs) yeah he peed on my guitar he peed on my keyboard he ripped up he used to rip up my homework on a regular basis my binders my backpack i had a bluetooth headset he chewed that up demon child yeah anything that i touched more than him he destroyed it he was a terrible puppy (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and now marshmallow but you know the other thing too is marshmallow's older so i no 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 other way around well no no no. sorry i mean both are older cookie's yeah, okay. older in terms yeah. of because cookie's the uncle marshmallow's the nephew yep that's exactly um, right 
but what I mean is they're both older. They're both 15, right? And so at this mm-hmm. point, I think like Apple's 11, they're getting older. So the neediness um, can be a lot. And I also understand that he's probably, he probably is feeling more pain in his body than like he's felt in the past because he's getting older, he's tired. And so he wants attention. And ultimately the thing I often think about is even when I don't feel like, you know, um, doing everything Apple needs or wants me to do, uh, it sucks because there are, you know, a friend gave a, you remember when I had, I had a party for when I became a virtual zoom party for when I became all but dissertation. Yeah. Um, I was, so, uh, you were like, there. I, yeah. I was just describing it for anyone who's listening. Right. So, right. um, so we had this party for when I became a PhD candidate instead of a PhD student and, uh, Ashley was there and one of my friends, the people in the, were going wild in the chat. They were saying a bunch of stuff, but at one point they're like, let Apple go, you know, and <laughs> free and, Apple. Free Apple. And then and then a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, Will, made a PowerPoint. And in the PowerPoint, um, he was basically trying to say, I'm, I'm not all the things that like my politics reflect. And so one of them was like, you have a captive Apple. Like, are you really an abolitionist? You know, and it, was, <laughs> it just was so funny. But the, the thing that about was so it great. Is, but yeah, but but the the serious part about that is that they cannot go outside unless we let them outside. You know what I mean? Um, like if we were to just let them run out free, they could find food, right? But we don't do that. They live in our homes, and so ultimately, it's like <laughs> they're in my head. I'm Apple's like, well, I could go outside and you could take me outside, or we could be inside and you could play with me or give me love. But my world is you, right? At least with mm-hmm. us, we could be on the phone, we could be on Zoom doing this, we could do a lot of other things they do not have that option. So I, uh, and that's not to guilt you or me, but it's always a reminder of like, when I decided to adopt a dog, I, that also meant, you know what I mean? Even if I don't feel like always giving her attention every hour, you know, on the hour, so like, I, and that's not owed to her, but if I really do want to take care of her well, how can I do that, right? Um, but yeah. it's hard because sometimes you're not in a good mood and like if they're really needy um, and especially with like marshmallow, cookie and apple, they, and I imagine most dogs want not just your hands and not just one hand, they want both hands on them and they want your eyes because I've been with apple and had both hands, but then like watching some TV and that's usually not enough for her mm-hmm. until she falls asleep or I've had one hand, but one hand with the phone, she doesn't like me to be on my phone so that's not enough it's like it's a reminder of 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 partners when I wasn't so good at uh being present sometimes I'd be on you know I'd be with a partner and we'd be laying in bed and I'd be on my phone and they're like why are you on your phone if I'm here and I'm like sorry you know like I which there's there's you know you can do that there's there's healthy boundaries and you can be on your phone next to your partner but but also like when you have limited time, what am I doing on my phone when you're right there? Right. And so Apple's the same Uh, way, you know what I mean? Like Apple's like, I'm right here. What are you doing? You know? So (laughs) what are you doing? So instead, sometimes I'll, I'll, if I want to like, if I'm like, oh, I've been neglecting her a little, then what I'll do is like, I'll put on like a podcast or something so that she can have my eyes and my hands. She's got my full attention. You know what I mean? Um, Instead of just like one hand while I'm also on my phone in the other hand, you know? So they hate it, but they get a lot of attention when I have to groom them. Yep. It takes a very long time. Once it starts getting hot again, yeah. Um, I'll cut their hair short again, and then it's easy peasy. But right now their hair is probably, oh goodness, at least like, well, I have tiny hands. I was going to say when like your index finger, <laughs> but <laughs> But you know, it's two inches, three inches. 
I would say three, three and a half at uh, at least on it. Yeah, three or four <laughs> inches. Anyway, their hair is very long. They're giant poop balls. They're they're clouds, and uh, if you don't brush them, they get matted. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it's bad for health reasons, and also it doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean it's kind of embarrassing if you walk around your dog's all matted. You know, all yeah. the. Uh, white people are looking at you like what did you do but <laughs> it's embarrassing it is indeed embarrassing so so much so um but it's difficult with them because um well i have two obviously uh and one of them the one who wouldn't shut up this entire episode marshmallow, marshmallow mm-hmm. he uh gets very very jealous yeah. I mean, I'm talking if I even look in Cookie's direction, yeah. Marshmallow will jump up on the bed and go over to me and look at me like, what about me? Mm-hmm. I'm right here. What are you doing? What are mm-hmm. you doing? I could be petting Marshmallow and Cookie at the same time and Marshmallow will still be completely unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. I've, I've been the one petting both and seen it happen <laughs> myself. Yes. Marshmallow's just a ridiculous dog. Like uh just oh my gosh like you, you know you're saying apple gets needy sometimes or whatever no well no I, I will not compare them they are not <laughs> in the same no never nah i will not that would be unfair to you that would be untrue <laughs> we shan't do that but but she does you know she it's because and the thing is i've been working more lately too so it's just mm-hmm. like before i was fucking depressed so I wasn't working as much you know and I wasn't outside the house as much and so now I'm doing both of those things more so when I come home and then I'm coming home and I'm eating or cooking or you know playing my switch or talking to you or texting she's like what about me you know even if and that's the thing is even if you take her on when I've taken her on a walk that's not the same as petting her or playing with her you know like she wants to walk and lots of belly rubs and rubs on the side and rubs in the way that she wants them you know what I mean because (laughs) I she's very particular um yeah she's in but you're uh who's the little the little girl in charlie and the chocolate factory um willy wonka oh i don't um, remember her name the but the one who wants blueberries charlotte um, no is it charlotte maybe but what marshmallow is is i want it now you know what i don't mean don't care how i want it now exactly exactly that's um, that's marshmallow so uh one of my best friends called me today just to check in Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned to him that we were doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I told you to do that a long time ago." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't remember that." And he's like, "Yeah, I said you should you should do a podcast where you just talk about your experiences." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm only 30 years old. I don't have that many." <laughs> you do though. You remember I I lent you Janet Mock's first book second book both books i don't remember but that's one of my favorite her first book redefining realness is one of my favorite memoirs favorite books but she wrote that and i want to say she was like 35 or 36 you know um so and oh, i stole that from you it's on my shelf oh i'm i i remember that you have it i'm gonna get it back one day <laughs> okay okay don't I'll you give it worry back. <laughs> no but i want you to read it so hold on to, you're you're one of the only people in the world who like you know ashley i let somebody borrow my um 
my uh, Wretched of the Earth book. It's France Fanon. It's really important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I let him borrow it. And then he lost it. And he was like, well, I can buy you a new one. I was like, no, that's not the point. Like I write in my books. You know what I mean? I have an emotional connection to my books. You can't just lose it, you know? And so like, it reminds me of when you're younger and mom was like, mom would make us put our names, uh, like usually A, like just our initial, but then last yeah. name A Williams, you know, she'd make us put our names on like our Game Boy games and other stuff. Cause we would lend it to friends. And mm, then sometimes yep. they would lose them right or steal them or whatever and or scratch them up or yeah and so so when when he lost that book I was shook eventually he found it it, it, but I was I just I was like sad hurt because he didn't do it on purpose but it's like he was responsible for it and I when I lent it to him I was like be careful with it you know oh you warned him yeah so but anyways I say let's say as my sibling like you could (laughs) I know where you live but (laughs) (laughs) No, but like I could, like I'm, I'm not tripping because you could have the book indefinitely, and I know I'll get it back. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and even if something were to happen to it, knock on wood, because life happens, right? Um, I, it would, it would not be the end of the world. But I don't lend out stuff that books specifically. I don't lend out books that often. Um, but what was my? Oh, my point is that she was in her 30s when she wrote that book. Right. And, and yes, you're only 30, but shit, girl, you and I have both lived a lot of life. Being <laughs> Uh, even I think about this right with like Twitter um, and you know we're running a little long um, well but, actually well we, we're editing yeah so. we are editing but um, one of the things that one of the things that I've recognized with Twitter is like how few people we see I'm not on it very much now but when I was on it a lot how few people we see who represent our specific like profiles right like I didn't know anyone in person who had bipolar disorder until you got diagnosed, like anyone who disclosed it, right? Um, and had a, a close relationship with them. Um, and other people don't know anybody who they know is trans and other people, you know, like all these things. So the fact that you are a Black lesbian with bipolar disorder, <laughs> you know, like that alone, not to say you need to talk about your experiences, but that alone, you have a wealth of experiences, you know, and part of the thing that we think about, I think, especially you and I is like, well, I haven't always been successful or I haven't gotten where I want to, but in that we have a lot of, you know, I mean, we have, a, we, there's, there's a lot of material there. Our lives got a lot of material, girl. <laughs> so, so I think Lorenzo's right, you know, and you're someone who does like to talk. You like to talk when people are listening, not just to, to a wall, right, um, right, right. but you do like to talk. So I think, oh, I said his name. I mean, I don't think he'll care. It's a very common name, um, but yeah. Like so, our names too. Yes. But um, yeah, so it makes sense that he suggested it to you because you do like to talk and sharing your story, you know, like, it's important and you're the good thing about you and me is we're both really open about it so like you don't care if someone knows that you know what I mean uh you don't care and often you'll disclose yourself that you deal with mental health issues that I deal with them that you know what I mean like things have happened um so and in doing that we make it easier for other people to talk about it you know yeah um, I mean for sure I think the only thing that I and I guess that the more we do do this, I'll, I'll get more comfortable with. Yeah. Is I, I'll tell everything. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, is I can't be telling other people their things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, like I have to work on being able to tell my story about how this, that, and the other happened without um, accidentally dropping details about somebody else's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times with me, and I'm sure this happens to you a lot too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is people will come to me mm-hmm. 
without knowing me sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And wanting to share very deeply personal information about them. I mean, I do that too, but yeah, yeah. But I do that to everyone. These people just specifically are coming to me and and actually, and it's a really powerful experience for me. Sometimes it's like, oh girl, God, you did that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But but other times it's just like, oh my God, all right, thank you for for saying this. Like yeah like i don't even think i told somebody that i um had bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and then they told me like oh well you know sometimes i hear voices mm. and i'm like okay well have you talked to somebody else like a professional about it you know and then i go i go that route mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like uh so yeah i'm i'm down to talk about the experiences i said 30 but oh my god anthony in like less than a month Oh yeah. 31. Oh yeah. 31. How do you feel? Oh man. I know I shouldn't be like this, but I just I'm a 31 year old living with her dad. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I wouldn't even say shouldn't, you know, um, but it, it's it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily helpful. But we all like whether we say we don't, we all have certain expectations for ourselves. Right. Um, and we all have certain standards for ourselves. And so you didn't picture yourself at 31 living with dad, but also the pandemic or not. But also like but the pandemic changed everything. So you were you were not the only one. But even if you were the only one, it would be OK. But I understand why you're like, I shouldn't be like this, but it's um it's hard you know it's hard yeah you feel like if that was if that had changed if that if you would you in it and i and if you would you and i do you know would that? you would you would you i <laughs> do you do you treat to yes. think you could do anything yes thank you um <laughs> that little boy's an icon um but made a song about him good good the, <laughs> i did i'm like i'm not joking oh you did yeah Oh great! You had to send. Did, had you have you sent it to me? It's on my SoundCloud. I can send it to you. I probably heard it. Um, I'll have to re-listen. Uh, uh, I, I guess I should mention that the intro that we have mm-hmm. uh, is a song that I made. Yes, that I have been very happy. Ashley sent me that song. She recently she used to use Fruity Loops, and I think still does. No, I still uh, do. Um, yeah, and for when she was younger. And like our teens and she would make uh, music and it was always like, it was dope, you know, she'd make really great beats and then kind of fell off of it and recently has gotten back into it. And she sent me that song via email and I sent her back a, a video of me dancing to it because because <laughs> it's with it's one of my favorite clips, uh, Bella Noches. Um, and it's just, you know, if you can't go to Bella Noches, where the hell could you go? Um, so when she sent it to me and then you mixed it in, I didn't hear it till later, but you mixed it in with the, the hedonism clip Hedonism, yeah the, the, ripping the, in the, the wild women the wild women the ripping in the tear the ripping in the tear so that opening track and the ending track is is ashley and and so i'm glad when when i was thinking about like what could we use as a as a soundtrack writers like opening and, and closing I, I thought of that song immediately so i'm so glad that you agreed because it's so dope and my friends who've heard i posted it on my story i think i told you my instagram story when i said i was gonna do a podcast with you and people were like oh this is fire like the song you know so <laughs> So, um, yeah. Oh, okay. So my point was, sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. We. This is both of us. Um, my my question was, do you think that you turn 31 next month? You know, um, mm-hmm. and, and very like almost literally. Yeah. Um, uh, 
It's nuts. What was that? I said it's nuts. Yes, but oh, but so what would you if you if you didn't live with dad and you're turning 31, do you feel like you'd feel less um I don't know. Do you feel like you'd feel better? Like is that the the big thing for you? Like the is that you're living at, at home with a parent? Um well, honestly, I just feel like it makes dating harder. Yeah. I imagine. To be quite honest, like I was watching, well, you know, I was watching, I was watching uh, Tidying Up with uh, Marie Kondo. Kondo, my girl. And that last episode with the lesbian couple, mm. my heart melted. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want this for me. You're mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so cute. They were so cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, Obviously, financially, it makes sense. Um, and I'm in a much better shape than I ever was. Um, I used to live out in uh, L.A. And um, I was basically dirt poor. Mm-hmm. I yes, was you were. getting food from the food bank. And that was all the food that I was getting, unless my roommates would, you know, give me a little something. something. Yeah. So, like, I was really, really poor. That was two years ago. Uh, so then, yeah, I moved in with my dad and then I've been good. So you got a lot of rice and beans, a lot (laughs) of rice and beans. Yeah, it was a lot of rice and beans. A lot, a lot, a lot of that. But hey, it works. I was going to say, which is great. It's a good meal. Uh, and it, it's delicious. It just sucks when that's the only thing you can afford, you know, it's different when you're choosing to have that versus that's the only thing you can have sustainably. But, but yeah, I mean. I know you were happier in LA, so that's that's a big aspect of it, but you're much better financially. <laughs> and dad be cooking and you be cooking, obviously. And so like not really, great. but you used to. Yeah. You used to. Not not as much lately with living there, but um, but yeah, you be eating well, which is great. Really oh yeah, good. no, I don't miss a meal. I don't. <laughs> I don't miss a meal. And it's lovely. And for the record, I'm not like a like huge eater. Yes, I usually honestly it wasn't until I got put on this um, this medication that I'm on Mm -hmm. um, uh, Seroquel, which Mm -hmm. one of the side effects is it makes you eat more. Mm -hmm. So in my case, it was a great thing because I ate like a bird. Yeah. Um, But yeah, anyway, I guess going right back to my point, I I don't usually eat that much. But now that I'm with my dad, I'm I'm eating well. Yeah, I need to eat uh, the proper diet, though, because I'm pretty sure because of that same medication, I have high cholesterol. Yeah. Gotta love a side effect. God, I, I don't remember if I told you, but I was watching, I you know, neither of us watch very much live TV lately in the last few years. And I was watching the Janet Jackson documentary on, on Lifetime. Did I mention mm-hmm. this to you? I think but you did. Commercials came on and they were annoying, but one of the, what was the most annoying was like seeing all these ads for pharmaceuticals and like hearing them list all the side effects and stuff. And I'm like, what country do we live in where we're being advertised like for pharmaceuticals? Like, cause it's not that normal in other countries. It's weird. It's very weird. Like, I never I just... really understood because it's not like you can go to the store and buy that medication. 
but you can ask your doctor for them. And it's also for, you know, doctors be at home. So it's also for the doctors to get used to them. Uh, so, oh, but yeah, okay. you can, you know, you can be like, I have tremors. I need this medication. I'm depressed. Uh, this sounds like the one that I need, you know? So, but it is a very weird thing, you know, yeah. the fact that you're trying to advertise in the same, same, I won't say breath cause not breath, but a minute after I'm watching Tony the tiger, right. Then I'm watching some ad for freaking, you know, delexatine. And it's like, girl, like, get out of my face. Like, I'm already <laughs> on face. meds. I don't want more. Like, you know. Um, so yeah, the side the side effects are are real. Um side effects are very real. That sucks. But at least you can sleep now because insomnia also sucks. High high cholesterol sucks and insomnia sucks. Oh yeah. No, I got stories to tell about uh me not sleeping and how that ended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and on that note i think we'll wrap it up um, that's we could pick up on some of those stories next week um i think uh the only thing i i have in closing is um climate change is weird because yeah it is yeah it was like 75 today and it's it, oakland does get warm but it's January and it should not be 75 in the day and then 45 at night. Um, it's not good or 75 in the day and then 65 or 60 the next day. It's not good. It's not good. We're no, it's no. not good. No, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Any, any closing thoughts from you? Um, well, I guess, um, rewinding back to Doug mm-hmm. episode two, mm-hmm. I, uh, I really enjoyed both shorts because I think the show just does a really good job of like touching on like different issues like Doug being you know embarrassed about not knowing how to dance or or um in the other episode thinking he's going to be in trouble for something yeah and I just think that those are all things that I definitely uh struggled with when I was a kid so it's great that it addressed them um but yeah, I mean, goodness, climate change sucks. Medication sucks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't great. suck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can literally change your life. I, you know, if it works for you, keep doing it. Don't, you, don't if stop. If you like if it, I love it. You. you know? Yes. Yes. But I think, I think that'll, that'll, that'll do it. Um, this was a, I love, I love talking with you. Um, because I always learn things. Oh. You're like my own personal professor, and I love it. Oh. So, thank you. I think I think with that we'll we'll close, right? Yeah. Love talking with you. Love your little monsters. Uh, and uh, we'll stop it right <laughs> here. Okay. <laughs> I cannot with you. <laughs> Besides, we gonna have a little time here. No.